Greetings and welcome to another broadcast. I'm your host, Maggie Cavanaugh. I'm here today with my sister in Christ, Dawn Damon. Dawn, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you so much. I love your energy, Maggie. I've been looking forward to our conversation. Oh, me too as well. So for those of you um, that know Patty Mason, which most of you do if you know me, uh, Patty referred me to Dawn and I absolutely love her heart and what she's doing. She is a coach. She is a speaker. She is an author. And she is a woman who is going to empower everyone around her that she gets in contact with because I believe that what she is carrying is super special. And so Dawn, tell me what brought you into the life of empowerment coaching? You know, I think from a little girl, I was just one of those girls that had a lot of grit. And so I just, since eight years old, can remember just loving girls and wanting them to be their best. And so I was kind of like the the cheerleader of the uh, Island of Misfit Toys, almost putting my arms around girls that were left out, rejected. And as I grew, that didn't change. I do have a background of abuse and trauma, and I could see it in others. I could see the women that Young girls, then women, now women even my age in midlife, still struggling. So for me, my heart has always been to speak truth, speak empowerment, speak uh, you can do it spirit. We are not victims in this world. We are overcomers. And that's just my passion and my heart. So I'm just, I believe it's just maybe a deposit from God that says this is what you're going to do on the earth. Amen. Amen. You know, I also have a, a background of trauma and all kinds of crazy stuff. So I understand what you're saying, because when we overcome, we feel that sense of responsibility. You know, when you've come up out of that ditch, you got an arm reaching back in that ditch going, come on, sister, you can make it. And I love that you have always been a cheerleader for the underdog, it sounds like. <laughs> I have been. And I think I, I was the youngest of three daughters. And I think that, you know, I felt a little bit invisible at times growing up. At the time, I didn't know that red hair was like a cool thing. I had to get into my 30s to figure that out. But I had no, you know, I had freckles everywhere and bright red hair. And I felt like an underdog. I truly did. And so I remember just thinking, I don't want anyone to feel what I'm feeling. So that was kind of the impetus to having me reach out. But I just think, too, I'm a social person. But if there's an underdog, I'm the cheerleader. I love that. I love that because so many people do feel unseen. They feel unnoticed and they are either victims of, you know, some sort of abuse or some sort of trauma. You know, it's, it's pretty much I think everyone has an element of trauma. Uh, from something that has happened to them in their past. And it's not so much the what happened to you or, you know, why are you going through this? It's like, what happened? What happened to change your image of yourself? What happened to change your view of the Lord or the world around you? Because it does change when you've gone through things and it either changes for the good or for the bad. And it all depends on who you put your faith in and who you allow to go in and what voices you listen to. So I love that you are a voice out there as well. So as far as speaking, is that something that you are passionate about, obviously? Yes, absolutely. I am also a ordained pastor and I have just stepped down recently from leading the church and preaching every other Sunday. I had a team of pastors and preachers but yes, absolutely. Speaking, love all things empowerment for women, whether it's women's retreats or one day things and I have my own podcast as well. But I love communicating in any form that God gives me the opportunity. My message is clear. 
It is about your identity in Christ. It is about your value and your worth. It is about being a confident woman in God. And I love doing that. Yeah, I love. And I do one-on-one coaching too, because sometimes like you just referred to, that trauma is deep and women will come up after some big event and just whisper in my ear and say, me too. And I've never told anyone. And what do I do with this? So then God will give me an opportunity just to spend time with them and pray. Trauma does change you. It doesn't just change you emotionally. It is a biological event too. And it does change your brain chemistry, right? So there, if you don't want to deal with it, if you don't want to remember what you went through, your body does keep score and it will tell on you eventually. So yeah, I've been through the panic attacks and the anxiety and the depression in my 30s many, many, many moons ago. And um, so I have a heart for that. I'm like, ooh, I know what that feels like, but there is a healer. So we're thankful for that too. Amen. Amen. I'm assuming you've probably read the the psych book, The Body Keeps Score. Uh, Yes, absolutely. Because it does. And, you know, sometimes I think within the Christian walk, you know, we find a, a, a something uh, scientific and we're kind of like, you know, whoa, wait a minute. But that is very on point. That book re- literally years ago when I read it, I was like, no wonder I'm having these body issues, uh, chemistry in my brain and the way that my body functions, because it does take on that. And many autoimmune diseases and different things are linked to all of that. And it's almost like the Lord takes us like an onion and he cuts us open, you know, not in a bad way. He just opens us up to him and his love and his tenderness and his mercy. And then he looks at all those layers of pain and some are minor things that happen to us, you know, and other things are major, major, major. And those are those real thick things that he wants to penetrate and heal. And and we're not designed to um, do it on our own. We have to do it with him, but he provides people like you and, and myself that can meet with people and help them navigate that. Yes, absolutely. And you're so right. It is like an onion. There's layers and layers and layers. And I think, you know, we have to do the work. We have to tell our story and, and do the trauma. But ultimately, God is the one who told us in his word that we can be, you know, we can be restored and renewed by the renewing of our mind. And so you have to go back into those deep places, things that maybe you'd like to say, I don't want to remember. But God is the one who helps us restore those things. I found a scripture years ago when it in the in the Proverbs where it says God desires truth in the inner parts. And they don't have a word. There's no Hebrew word for inner parts. All they can come up with is bowels. Well, I think, you know, it's just like the depth of our soul. God wants truth in there. So, yeah, we've got to dig down deep and do that work. Anyway, so those are the things that I love. Um, love watching women get set free. And there's nothing more rewarding than just seeing the chains come off and and the fear go and the the freedom and the liberty coming. And that's truly exciting. Amen. Oh. Don't you agree? Oh, my goodness. Amen. 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 Yeah. And it's interesting that you said the bowels because so many people that's had trauma have problems with their physical bowels as well. And the Lord wants to go in and heal and restore everything within us. And being a woman is getting ready to turn 60 years old. Okay. I've been through it and it's, it's taken a long time. It's interesting. You mentioned your 30s. That's when the Lord started really showing me. Yes. 
And so, cause we just smile on the outside and we just act like we're okay. And we stuff and stuff and stuff and stuff. And then at one point our body, our brains, our health, everything starts to crash around us. So is that what, is that the average age that you see women start to really get real about where they're at? It is. I think that's the first few layers of the onion. I've seen it now where it, it it kind of crops up again at a deeper level. I actually believe that, you know, we're the sum total of every age we've ever lived. So yes. even though I got you by two years, I'm 62. Um, that Whoa, girl, yeah. I, I need your face cream info. You, I had no clue. <laughs> well, remember I told you I was a redhead, so I, I couldn't do the sun. And I used to hate that, that my sisters would be all, you know, tawny and beige and sun kissed, and I would be like still glowing in the dark. So like, but now I'm like, hey, hey, hey ha ha, you know, <laughs> but I mean, still with inside of us, there's still that 10 year old that, you know, the 12 year old, the 15 year old, there's still those parts of us, I believe. Um, but yes, women in their thirties, to me, that was the first few layers because I was not about to deal with my stuff. I have forgiven. It is over. It's done. It's under the blood. I thought I had a spiritual bypass because I forgave. I didn't have to go into the depths of it. And mm -hmm. then I was in this marriage, however, that was just triggering me over and over and over again. And that's when the panic attacks, the anxiety, it was just, it wasn't just like a slow burn. It was like one day I was fine. The next day I was out for the count for oh. six months. It was very traumatic. And that's when they said, Don, you're you you have post-traumatic stress and you're you have to deal with this. And I was so angry, Maggie. I did not want to deal with it, but I did. And then I did actually in my late 40s again, just in another layer. It had more to do with me having the maturity to reinterpret my childhood with truth. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yeah, I was really clinging to the ideology that this was all great. The reality is, is there was no attunement. We talked, we've kind of gone full circle. God sees you. And I realized that I had been invisible for so long. And I just had this need for someone to say, do God, do you really see me? Do you really like Hagar? God showed up and said, I see you. And I discovered that the need for me was to be known and to, and to know. And I hadn't had that intimacy in my marriage. I still felt very alone and very invisible in a 28 year marriage which unfortunately did end, but um, mm -hmm. God was showing me. And I was a pastor. I was teaching. I was leading Bible study, mm -hmm. but I still had just this area of brokenness. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe I still do. You know, I don't know till I get to the next layer of the onion that God will reveal. <laughs> amen. Amen. Well, I'm sorry uh, for the loss of your marriage, and I'm sure that you've grieved it well. But what the enemy means for harm, God will turn around for good. And I am certain of that. And he's taking your past pain and using purpose. And I noticed on your website, I, I love to say that your pain's not wasted. And I seen on your brave heart, by the way, she is the brave hearted woman. I love that. It says, Are you ready to leave your pain and live in your purpose? And I as right out the gate, when I read that, I was like, that's my girl. She's speaking my language. We, we, this is, this is part of the journey. You know, we yeah. can, we don't have to suffer in silence. And I believe that anything that comes out in the light, you know, the enemy has no authority over. Absolutely. And I, been, I just so respect you on so many levels because so many people in ministry, they try to hide it. And that's where we've done a disservice in the past to people.
is, you know, I call it smiling on the outside, bleeding on the inside, not letting anyone know how you really feel. And then when they are struggling, they're going with the, oh my gosh, you know, um, there's no, something wrong, bad wrong with me, because look at Sister Dawn or look at Miss Maggie or whatever. And they don't see that we all are broken vessels to a certain extent that God wants to heal and restore. I keep a mosaic lamp in my living room and every day I look at it and I think about all of the broken parts of my life in different decades and different things and stories and divorces and hurts and health issues and all these different things. And I look at it as my life. He has taken it and made something beautiful. And it sounds like he's done the same thing with you. Amen. Absolutely. God is so faithful. And I really, I honestly have been walking in victory and positivity and love and strength, but I'm also remembering what it was like to be that 32 year old girl or to be that 46 year old woman who just got rejected. And, Mm -hmm. and I, I don't live there. I don't stay there, but I recognize what it feels like to be in that place. And I also know God in all different ways. If there had been no storm, I would not know God as, you know, the covenant, the rainbow. If there was never a dark place, I wouldn't know how brilliant God's light is. So I'm thankful for all of it. I don't let it stall me. I let it propel me into the future to say, okay, I cannot be alone. I'm starting a revolution of women who say, you know what? I have a message. I have a, I believe God wants to use my life. I have a story to tell because it might be my history, but it's his story. So give God let him use it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to put it under a bushel and hide. I'm not going to be ashamed. I'm not going to make excuses for it or try to keep it away. I don't have to broadcast it. You know, every time I meet somebody, hi, I'm Dawn, I'm divorced. (laughs) No. And by the way, I've been remarried for 12 years. It's, it's an amazing relationship. I found my Boaz, but yeah, I feel like our broken places, Maggie, are just opportunities for us to let the light of God shine through us in that way. And at the same time, the power of God and the word of God is for real. We don't have to stay in that place of brokenness. We can rise up as daughters of the King and move forward in victory. So, yes, I love that. I love that. So what you're telling me is, is that we, we can choose to remember so we can see how far we've gone, but we don't stay there at all. We use that. I love that you said to propel you and to push you forward. And I'm so excited you found your Boaz. Me too. I had a really, really bad marriage years ago and now I have a really good marriage. I've married my junior high sweetheart. Uh, go in January will be 10 years ago. And so getting married at age 50 is, is quite the, you know, uh, well, actually I was, I guess I was 49 then, but with that being said, ladies, if you're out there and you're thinking that your life is over, God has a purpose and a plan. And if he wants you to be married by golly, he's going to bring the right one, but you're going to know because you have received a level of healing. Had I, had he sent this man to me before I would have destroyed him with all my brokenness. He waited until I was healed. He, his timing is so much better than ours. So that's anyway. so true. I have such a similar story because same thing. I mean, I met my husband, I got engaged on my 50th birthday. And <laughs> so I was like, Oh my goodness. I love being 50. It took this traumatic event of being 50 to making it a beautiful one, but absolutely. I would never have been ready for this amazing gift had I not experienced and 
made through all of the things that God had me go through. It's so true. And the Lord always has a great season ahead of you. You just yeah. said it, ladies, if you think it's too late. No, that's what makes us brave hearted women. We believe that our most significant season is still yet ahead of us. Mm -hmm. I know that there are seeds inside of us for every single season of our life. And all we got to do is get in the right environment. And it's like, ooh. and when I say right environment, it might be the decade of your 50s. It might be the decade of your 60s where God says, all these things I put in you since birth, this was their Kairos time. This was the divine moment for those things to take off. Just wait and see what God has in store for you. Woo, girl. We're getting fired up here, y'all. So I hope that someone's being encouraged today because, you know, it's okay to not be okay. You just can't stay there. You have to choose. You have to choose freedom. Freedom mm -hmm. just, you know, Jesus said, I mean, the Bible is so clear about the freedom walk. He wants us to walk in freedom. But if we do not activate our faith and take the steps to get, allow him to go in and heal and restore, then we're going to stay stuck. So that's one of the reasons that I really wanted to have you on here after I looked on your website is because I was like, okay, she gets it. She gets it. She's helping women that are willing to say enough is enough. I am an overcomer. I can do this thing called life with grace and ease because I'm allowing him to restore me. And uh, so you've got this book coming up, right? Yay, I do. In fact, Where's it's the release date? Well, our release date is October 23rd. It will be on Amazon. And but our power purchase day is on November 8th. And that's where I'll really be asking everyone to take a look. And if it feels like a good fit, purchase that book, purchase two and give one away. But the title of it is called The Making of a Brave Hearted Woman. Hmm. courage, confidence, and vision in midlife. And I really want to promote the fact that there has to be vision that without a vision, people perish, right? right. Without a vision, we have no focus. We have chaos. We're going all over the place and we're wasting yep. time. But when you get a vision, a vision that's so powerful, it puts on you a discipline and a self-control that says, yeah, no, thank you. I'm not going that way. And I'm not going that way because God just showed me where I'm going. So now I can make mm. decisions. Now I can wake up in the morning with some purpose and excitement because I have a vision of what God has spoken to me. So I really want to encourage women. We also talk about the six mindsets you have to have to be successful in midlife mm. and something I call fortitude, which is more than an attitude. It's it's an attitude with grit, strength, and determination. I call it a fortitude, five fortitudes of a midlife woman. So I, it's just packed full of all kinds of really, what I think is awesome and cool things. My publisher said it's one of the best books she's ever read in life. That's impressive. What a compliment. I, know, I was like, okay, I'll take that. <laughs> Thank awesome. You. Well, you know what? When it ministers to your publisher's heart, you know that you've done something right. And, you know, just the years of pastoring and working with people, you know, you run into a lot of people types when you're pastoring. And there's not pretty much any problem if you have not personally experienced it. One of your practitioners have, you know, somebody has gone through something. So it was that like your years of experience of working with people. Is that where you've seen how much we need to be infused with all of these equipping tools? That absolutely was part of it. Another big part of it for me, Maggie, was for some reason, I'm so thankful God brought me mentors and I always had friends that were older than me, probably by a year, if, excuse me, a decade, like 10 to 15 to even 20 years older than me. And so I guess I just looked like that young girl that needed mothering. <laughs> but as I was watching them age, 
I was saying, yes, that's so, uh, no, not doing that. Like, Mm. why are you doing like just almost retiring into oblivion or nothingness or losing themselves after they became that empty nester or just, just playing golf, letting their hair go completely white, which is fine. I'm not against that, but (laughs) right. You got a beautiful crown of glory there, but but just letting themselves go. And I was Ah, something's missing. How do we do this thing called aging? How do we stay brave looking at ourselves in the mirror and reinventing if need be, reimagining what God might have and not giving way to tiredness, apathy, saying, ah, you know, it's the young girl's turn now. I did my part. Disengaging from life, Mm -hmm. from church, from career, all things. So I've been studying the way women age for many, many, many years, decades. And I decided, no, this is how it resonates for me. Mm. And I really want to believe God for vibrancy throughout my experience. That if you got a pulse and you're still breathing, you got a purpose and God still wants to use you. Amen. Pickleball for the rest of our lives. Amen and amen. Nothing against that because I like that. (laughs) But there is more. There's still something of purpose that God has for you. Absolutely. You know, when we look at the scriptures and we see all types of people that were seniors, okay, seniors doing big things for God. And so many times you're right. People do say, okay, I'm weary. But the word tells us not to get weary in well-doing for we will reap if we faint not. And I think many people get to that point and they faint. And they think I'm all washed up. I'm all used up. I have no purpose. But it's because they have not tapped into their identity of who God created them to be. And they probably maybe went through life with just doing and not being. And there's a big difference in that. Yeah. And the accumulation, when you get to our age, you and I have both been talking about it. If you've not dealt with forgiveness and and healed of the past, still carrying the wounds, if there's still things, when you get to this age, the accumulation of all of that, it it exhausts you. And you do kind of want to put your hands up and say, I feel like I'm done. Like my best season is behind me. Mm -hmm. And there is a caution here to say, don't let that happen to you. It's never too late to do that work, to cleanse that soul, to refire to ignite your heart again, to dream again with God. So this book is the invitation to come into God's design for you, even in midlife and beyond. You're not done. You're just getting started. Mm, So good. So good. Listen, y'all, you can find out more information about the book and all the other resources on Brave heartedwoman.com. So I just want to ask you, I love the name. And uh, so how did you come up with that name? Well, you know, so I had a a branding expert and I signed up for one of these branding weekends because I knew God wanted to use my life. I had stepped down from pastoring and it was time for me to figure out what my next was. And so I had all these ideas swirling around in my head. And so she said, what are some words that describe you or what are some words? And so I started giving her words. I was like, grit, tenacity, perseverance can do spirit. And I was just, and she goes, wait, hold it. Do, do you hear what you're saying? And I go, yeah, I guess so. She goes, it's just, and I was saying courageous and brave and, you know, those kinds of things. And then she said, you are really just resonating with like this brave thing. And I said, well, it's because I believe we should be brave hearted. And then she goes, that's it. 
that's what it is. It's brave heart. And I said, but I got to have some glitter and some bling in there too. So one of my taglines is living with grit and glitter. I always say it's not what you go through in life. It's how you're accessorized when you go through it. So oh, come on. I love that. I was, I was looking at your earring, the big heart there. And I was like, this is a staple. You do have a good branding person, by the way, that would pull that up out of you because the reality is, is that we have to be in the season, you know, yeah. uh, I just, I refuse. And people say all the time, when are you, I resigned from corporate America in 2014 to do ministry. And people are like, well, when are you going to slow down? Right. Amen. Uh, they're like, when are you going to slow down? And I'm like, slow down. You know, yes, there's a time for rest and I'm getting ready to go into a season of rest. Good. But as far as what God has for us to do, there's no retirement plan type of thing. We no. are purposefully made. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And everything that we get to go through, we get to turn around and say, look at him. Everything we do points to him. And so as long as you are in line with your walking in your calling, you're going to be fruitful. You're going to be happy. You're going to experience more of the fruit of the spirits of that, that peace and that joy and, and things that resonate when we are in alignment with him. I think there's a lot of women that sit on the sidelines that have these powerful testimonies and powerful life things that could help others. And they're, they are just bound up with shame. Do you find that often? Absolutely. Shame is probably one of the biggest tools of the enemy to silence yep. us and to keep us low living, small living. And I also right next to that, I believe is like a religious spirit. Like we yes. feel like we have to, the fear of man is so huge. And, oh. you know, once I went through my divorce, cause I had the fear of man and then I was just ruined for ever being like the poster child for a good and that was devastating for me. I was like, oh, I guess I'm ruined. But God said, no, 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 no. I set you free from all of that so that you could really explore your mm -hmm. next. And, and by that, I didn't have to fit, you know, into this, this box. Right. And so that's why also, you know, we talk about the, the brave hearted woman. I, in my book, I give it an acronym that the brave B R A V E is the five fortitudes. And you just were touching on it. Bold vision is the one like not small vision, bold vision, something that, that makes you almost afraid to ask God. <laughs> God says, ask me cause I'm a big God. Make, ask me something that makes me know I'm God, you know? Real identity, that's the R, real identity. Like, you know that you know who you are. You're not leaning on beauty. You're not leaning on a career. You know at the very core of you who you are. And then able mindset, that's the A, able mindset. I can do this. I can do scary yes. things. I can do hard things. I can do uncomfortable things. And then the V, the virtuous talk. Stop cursing yourself, ladies, with your words. Stop saying, I'm too old. I can't do it. Um, I'm a victim. And we wouldn't say it maybe like that, but everybody's against me. The world hates me. <laughs> and then, you know, we have to execute with our actions. We've got to do the stuff. You can have all the right mindsets and all the right words, but if you don't do the things, you're not going to get it done. So those are the five fortitudes. And that just all the things that you're talking about that, you know, God still got something for us. And by the way, work was created before the fall. That's so right. They had to tend to the garden. 
and a 10. So he made us to create yes. something that didn't exist before our hands touched it. He made us to be producers and to, to work, Goodness. to be diligent. Man, that's some amazing keys to close out with. You and I, Dawn, we could just chit chat all day long because we've got that same hard to see women set free and we have definitely overcome some things. So listen, y'all, I want you to go to Brave Hearted Woman and check out all the things that Dawn's got coming up. You know, look for that book. I will share it on my social media platforms as well. Uh, reach out to her or make sure you subscribe so that you'll know what all's going on. She's got a podcast and you can find out about that as well as the website and make sure you um, get some of her. She's got a blog on there too. So if you are not an audio person, you like to read, there's some great stuff on there. So Don, I want to thank you for being here with me. Thank you so much. It's a joy and a pleasure. And I appreciate all that you're doing for the kingdom of God. You are a role model. Oh, thank, you. thank you, sis. Thank you so much. That means so much. Listen, y'all, make sure that you check those things out. We know that you can do a lot of things with your time. We're grateful that you stayed here with us. I hope you have an amazing day and we'll see you here next time on Keys to Your Best Life. God bless. Thank you.